discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. This morning, I want to share with you on the components of a cell meeting. The components of a cell meeting. The components of a cell meeting. And I'm going to be preaching from this book by Bishop Luis Emmanuel Interfo, who is a bishop in Lighthouse, United Denominations of Churches originating from the Lighthouse Group. Hallelujah. And he's a bishop in charge of the Anakazo Assemblies. He's the chairman. And he's applied this principle for many years and has worked for him. I remember um, about maybe about um, four years ago, he was posted to pastor a church um, after Kaswa. Andam, Andam Secondary School. I think it's opposite of the Andam Secondary I've been there twice. And when he arrived there, you know, they, they built a very big church. That I think it's uh, probably a 4,000 seater. Very big. And they had just about 200 people in that particular area. Within two years, they had hit 2,000. Yes. Within two years, they had hit 2,000 and over. You see, growth, growth is nice. Do you understand that growth is nice? Tell me about growth is nice. It is nice when something you are doing, what you are doing is working. Is it true? Yes. Yeah. If you are in a relationship and the relationship is working, it is nice. Like you, you, you are excited. You have peace of mind. Isn't it? If you start a business and the business starts working, like people are buying your stuff, you started with 200 cities, and now your capital is more than 50,000 Ghana cities. It's, it's entering 100,000. Isn't it not nice? Very nice. Yes, it's very, very nice. So, growth. It's a very lovely thing. Growth brings a lot of joy. Development brings a lot of joy. Just, just imagine if you gave birth to a child and the child is not growing. does not grow. The child grew up to four years old. After four, it's finished. It's not growing again. What will you do? Will you be happy about it? You will not be happy about it. So growth is very important. Tell me about growth is very important. Very, very important. If you are not growing, you, it, will not be a, it will not be a good thing. If you are not growing. There are people who don't grow. In their minds. You see. 
I know a certain bishop of a certain church who he's, he's not growing. He's almost 50 and he wants to behave like a 20-year-old. We were having a chat somewhere and the guy I was chatting said, that is the problem with that particular man. He's decided not to grow. And he's having a lot of, he's having major problems now because he's decided that he doesn't want to grow. He's making some silly mistakes. Hey, it's not a small thing. Wow. Oh, growth is important. It's important. You have to grow. You have to tell anybody you have to grow. Spiritually, solically, bodily. Yeah, bodily, bodily, in your body. You have to grow. You have to grow in, in, in every aspect of your life. Okay? One of, the, one of the aspects of your spiritual growth is learning to become obedient. One of the things that happens to you as you grow in the Lord is that you, you start, you must, you must learn to become obedient to God and his word. The Bible says that as long as this heaven and this earth remains, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. It, it is dependent on the time that you decide to bow and the time you decide to go down. Romans chapter 14. Let's look at it. I have something very short to preach to you. Romans chapter 14, verse 11. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee, not some, every, tell your neighbor, every knee, including your knee, shall bow. To me. To who is me? Jesus Christ, not you, not your friend. He's talking about Jesus Christ. For it is written, as I live, see the Lord. So it's the Lord who is talking, okay? As I live, see the Lord. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus, every tongue shall confess to God. Uh-huh. Next verse. Then he says, so then everyone of us shall give account of himself to God. There's one in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, 6 into 7. Philippians chapter 2. Okay. It says, Who be in the form of God, taught not to be called with God, uh-huh. verse, nine, verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Uh-huh. Next verse. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Next verse. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Eh? Jesus Christ is what? Is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that every tongue should confess. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, this applies to Every being in heaven, on earth, under the earth, everywhere, including Christians. They are Christians who have made Jesus Christ 
the Lord of their lives, but it is not practical in their lives yet. It is not yet activated. Jesus, Jesus is Lord by poster, but not in reality in their lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't obey, they don't obey Jesus. They, when someone is, if you say someone is your Lord, what it means is that you obey the person. You see, you obey the person. Whatever the person says to you, you do it. Whatever the person says you should do, you do it. Wherever the person says you should go, you go. What, what, when he says come, you come. When he says go, you go. Do you understand Lord? Lord means owner. Lord means what? Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9 and 10. But what's the edit? Let's read from verse, uh, verse 8. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what's the edit? The word is nigh thee. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. What is the word of faith which we preach? That, next verse. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you confess the Lord Jesus, you must confess the Lordship of Jesus over your life. Now, after you've confessed the Lordship of, of Jesus over your life, you must practically live the Lordship of Jesus over your life. Where what he says and what he thinks is important to you. Not what you think and what you say is important to him. Who is whose Lord? That is why a lot of Christians will have a very big problem when they arrive in heaven. They'll be surprised. And amazingly, everybody will go. No matter how powerful you are, you will go. Either by rapture or by death. 50 years from now, most of us will not be here. It's either I bury you or you bury me. Whichever way, there will be a burying. Who is burying who? Ask your neighbor, are you going to bury me or I'm going to bury you? Do you understand bury? I'm talking about burying, not bury. Are you going to bury or bury somebody? Which one is it? Yes, we confess health and life and strength, but Enoch is gone. Even Jesus is gone. Hey, ask your neighbor, are you also going or you are not going? You think you there, you will not go. One day you will go. It's not tomorrow, by God's grace. But definitely you will go. Hallelujah. What are you going to say to your Lord when you meet him? A lot of people don't want to talk about these things and think about these things. Like, it's like it is, it is a problem. It's, I mean, let's, let's live. YOLO. You only live once. Let's enjoy ourselves. Yes, you must enjoy yourself, but enjoy yourself in the light of what your Lord says to enjoy yourself with. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are growing in the Lord, it becomes practical. The Lordship of Jesus becomes practical in your life. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey. Tell about obey. It's a word some people don't like to hear. Those who were bad boys in secondary school. Don't like to hear such words. 
bad boys and girls. Obey. Obey them that have rule over you. And submit yourselves. Hmm? Obey all those who have rule. He's talking about church, church rulers. They are rulers in the church that God has placed over your life. If, if, you are, if you are not growing, you will not be interested in what I'm saying right now. Uh-huh. You, you will get angry. You may be angry right now as I'm talking to you. What's all this? My life is mine. Take it. Be happy. Enjoy. We are not interested. Hallelujah. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. Why? For they watch for your souls. They watch for your souls as they that must give account. To who? To Jesus Christ. Remember, we just read one in Romans chapter, Romans chapter 14. Eh? Do you remember? We read Romans 14, 11, And then verse 12 says, So then every man will give account. Go back to that place. Romans 14, 11. For it is written, as I live, say the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Verse 12 says, So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Have you seen it? Everybody will give an account of himself to God. But then there are others who will give account beyond themselves to give account of others. And those people include church leaders. If you're a leader, you're going to give account for some people. James chapter 3, verse 1. Scripture does not lie. Says, don't desire to be a teacher. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation or the greater judgment. Hey, go back, verse 1. Let's read the Amplified. Not many of you should become teachers, self constituted senses, and reprovers of others. My brethren, for you know that we teachers will be judged by a higher standard and with a greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. Hey, so if you are growing, what, what will happen? You, you obey. You obey. You obey Jesus Christ. Where is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ has his rulership here. How? In the people he has sent to you. We are his under-shepherds. He's the chief shepherd. And we are his under-shepherds. You should know that whatever we are saying to you is not something we are saying from our stomachs. Or something we, it's like we just want to destabilize your peace. We, we just don't want you to do what you want you to do. No. Oh, Charlie, you know this is a, sometimes it's very sad how some people think. It's not supposed to be like that. Tony, are you growing? I just showed you one of the evidences that you are growing. You, you obey. You obey God's word. You obey Jesus Christ. Jesus' lordship becomes practical in your life. It becomes practical in your life. Go back to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Growth is nice. Development is nice. It's a blessing. And all of us must desire growth on a spiritual level, on a physical level, on an emotional level. For instance, if you are not growing emotionally, it's a problem. What makes you cry? What made you cry five years ago still makes you cry today. That's a problem. What made you cry a year ago is still making you cry today. When you remember, the things that got you annoyed still makes you annoyed today. No, there's something wrong. You are not growing as you're supposed to. You must grow emotionally. You must grow character-wise in your character. 
in your love. Character has to do with love, learning to love people, learning to appreciate people, learning to understand the fact that the Holy Spirit is in your brother and in your sister. And if you touch your brother or your sister in a wrong way, you are touching the Holy Spirit in a wrong way. So you are grieving him, and hence you may not be able to relate with him as you are supposed to. David knew that Saul was anointed. He also knew that he was also anointed. So he didn't handle Saul anyhow. Saul was handling him. And Saul paid for what he did. You must learn to respect the anointing of God and respect the authority of God that he has placed over your life. Am I preaching to you or am I not preaching to you? Amplify. Character. Hmm? You want to say some foolish things, but then you just... There's something called self-control. You learn to control yourself from saying what is in your mind. Foolish, you'll see your foolish face. You want to say that, but you remember that she's a child of God. And you are also a child of God. So let me, let me make sure I speak in, in a wholesome way. Let my mouth bring wholesome words. Eh? Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 29. We'll come back to this. I'm preaching on the components of what? Of a cell meeting. Let no corrupt communication. Are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, you submit to God's word. You allow God's word to change your life. Not making foolish statements on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and on your status. Eh? Comment from your mind or from something that someone else has said. I'm very careful with who I quote. Why should I quote somebody when I've not quoted Jesus Christ? No, Jesus is primary in my life. Those, I have WhatsApp, but I don't have status. There's no status. If I'm putting status, it's something about church. Not putting my buttons on, on status. I don't even have some. I forgot that I don't have some. <laughs> I don't have buttons. Chilling with Bay. What are you looking for in life? What? What are you looking for? In life? <laughs> Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, to the use of growth, building up others, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So when you are speaking, you must, your words must bring grace to whoever is hearing you. Whether it's your closest friend or your father's friend or your brother or your sister, everyone must receive grace when you are talking. When you talk, grace must be ministered to people. On, on, on a private level and on a public level. So privately you are into saying, okay, you insult people, say all kinds of things, fuck men, shit men, then in the open, oh, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Wow, I love Jesus so much. You are a fake. Hey! Jesus is not Lord over your private life. He is Lord over your public life, not your private life. Amplified. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, hmm, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial. 
to the spiritual progress of others as is fitting to the need and the occasion. People say things that are not fitting to the need or the occasion. Ooh. That it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. Is this scripture? Yes. Wow. Say growth is important. So this church must grow. What do you think? This church must grow. When you are grow- if you lack of growth brings frustration. If there's no growth, you are frustrated. So we must grow. We must have 3,500 people here. We can do it. Wow. Have you seen sheep and shepherd before? Have you seen a sheep before? Have you seen a shepherd before? Does a sheep look like a shepherd? No, a sheep does not look like a shepherd, isn't it? No sheep, if the shepherd looks like the sheep, it will be a problem. I saw a, a post somewhere. It, it was a movie that some people have produced. Of, it's a horror movie. And the, the killers in the movie are sheep. Yes, the sheep has some... Yes, sheep attacks. Is there a movie? Have you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sheep were the, the ones who were killing people, chewing them up. Like when they bite you, then you become, you turn, the human being tends to become a sheep. I saw it this week, I tell you. It's a horror movie. Hallelujah. If you have sheep and you're a shepherd, the one, who is the one who, if the, if the sheep is going to increase, who must give birth to sheep? Is it the shepherd or the sheep? Are you sure? Is it the shepherd or the sheep? Hey, are you sure? Eh? I thought it was the shepherd. The shepherd must give birth to more children so that the sheep fold will increase. Are you sure? Wow. I am surprised. The Bible says that we are the flock of God's pasture. Psalm 100, is it 101 or whatever? Psalm 1, what? 100 and, Psalm 100 verse 5. Thank you. Psalm 100, Psalm Oha, verse 5. Psalm 100 verse 5. It says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Verse 3. Psalm 100 verse 3. Know ye that the Lord is good. It is he that has made us. Do you agree that the Lord has made us? Some people feel that we came out of monkeys. Maybe it's your father who came out of monkeys, but not us. Knowing that the Lord is good, it is he that made us. He made us. He is our owner. Say, Jesus is my owner. Say it again. Jesus is my owner. He made me. Know ye that the Lord is good, it is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. So we are not of ourselves. We don't exist for ourselves. We exist for somebody. Then he says, and the sheep of his pasture. We are the sheep of his pasture. So all of us are Jesus' sheep. All of us are God's sheep. Now, if more sheep must come, who must make more sheep come? 
The sheep must make more sheep come. How? By giving birth to more sheep. Isn't it? Yes. By giving birth to more sheep. So God's kingdom is built by his children. You and I. That is why we are doing this cell thing. God told me, who gives birth to sheep? Is it a shepherd or the sheep? I said the sheep. Then he said, so why do you want the shepherd to give birth to sheep? The sheep must give birth to sheep. You must get your sheep to give birth to sheep. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. So all of us, everybody, in Love Economy Church, wherever you are, whether at the sounds, wherever you are, we are all going to give birth to sheep. And it comes with excitement. Tell everybody, it comes with excitement. It comes with joy. There's nothing like seeing somebody in the house of God because of you, because of your efforts. You can't compare it to any other thing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The Bible says that disciples return with joy. Hmm? They return with joy. So you too, you have a certain kind of joy that nobody knows. And amazingly, when you get to heaven, you have people congratulating you for doing so many things yeah, that you didn't even know about. The evangelism that you did, that got the person born again. One day, Reverend George was passing by. Before this particular meeting with this gentleman, he had had a vision. He said he was praying and then he saw a vision of someone who uh, was dressed in a certain way, passing him by. So, he didn't make much of it. So, he just continued his life. He didn't know what it meant, so he continued his life. He was working at Tema, Tema Community 1, trying to get a bus. As he was going, he saw someone pass by him, and he, re- he remembered the vision. And looked and saw that the guy was wearing the same dress he was wearing in the vision, and was walking in the same walking style that he was walking in the vision. So he decided to stop the guy. When he stopped him, he started talking to the guy about himself. At that time, Reverend George had come from nursing suicidal thoughts in his past. Did you, did you hear what I said? The, the, the pressure and the stress of his life was so much that he was nursing suicidal thoughts before that particular time, years ago. So when he met this guy, he started talking to him about his life and how poverty and all of that and that he, he's trying to kill himself a number of times but by God, he met Jesus Christ, Jesus changed his life a lot of things, so he just preached to the gentleman okay and I think the guy was a Muslim he was a Muslim, who has said that story before? he said it several times yeah. the guy was a Muslim and the guy gave his life to Christ you know, and then he left him he said several, several years later, he was passing through that same area, and he saw someone preaching at Tema Community 1, with so many people standing there, listening to him, and the person was talking about how he met this man who led him to Christ. He was, he was, he was actually on his way to go and commit suicide. He was on his way to go and commit suicide, and met this guy who preached to him and told him about his life, and how that he, he, wanted, he also wanted to commit suicide, and how God saved him and all of that, and he gave his life to Christ, and look at how he has become. His, his destiny has changed. A lot of things have changed his life. He has become this. He has become that. He was preaching. Wow! And Robert just saw him. When he saw him, he said, amazing. And he was going. Then the guy said, that is the man who preached to me. That is the man who preached to me. Amazing. You see, this is even an earthly evidence of how important our ministry is. The guy was going to kill himself. He was going to kill himself. So you don't know, I mean, the seeds you spread when you you evangelize to somebody, 
preach to somebody, stabilize somebody. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. The gentleman was giving the testimony. He said, I was nursing suicidal thoughts and they spoke to me. Yeah. Maybe he will not be alive by now. Yes. You would have missed the $2,000. Make sure you give your tithe. In dollars. We are the sheep of God's pasture. Hallelujah. Say we are the sheep of God's pasture. Say it like you mean it. So I want to show you about the components of a cell meeting. Last week, Pastor Eli shared with us on what? Ten benefits of a cell meeting. Isn't it? Of the cell. What was the first benefit? Shemenema, mana, mana. Are you speaking in tongues? What's the first component? At the cell meeting, each person gets what? Companionship, care, and love. Which is also expressed by people attending your wedding. You have not seen somebody not going, somebody's wedding not be attended before, eh? You'll be surprised. I have seen some before. Yeah. We're waiting. Nobody was coming. I've seen some before, practically, practically. Not long ago, just there. Just here, yeah, I saw some. Yeah, yeah, I saw some this year. I went somewhere to go and bless a wedding, and Charlie, it was not a joke. There was nobody to do a lot of things. Very few people, handful. I had to step in and do some magic. Yes, make the place excited, exciting, and say some things and do some things and speed, go through the 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 the, the whatever the ceremony very quickly in a very nice way so that we can just close quickly. Hey, nobody to play keyboard, nobody to play drums, nobody to play anything. It was um, you see, I'm not if I were if it were like I would have told you it's true. When you are not properly inside the church family, eh, you, you'll be surprised. That nobody will come for your naming ceremony. Nobody will come for your wedding ceremony. Nobody will come for your birthday ceremony. Nobody will even celebrate you. Like, you can't have people sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Nobody will call you and sing it to you. Hey! You've never seen some before, eh? Have you ever celebrated a birthday and nobody called you? Has it happened to you before? Or just two people called you? Wow. You are shy. You don't want to lift your hand much. I know. But when you are in a cell, eh, you have people. You'll be surprised at people. You see, eh, eh, the cell is inside a mega center. So you have more people. They'll put your poster there. Yeah, yesterday was Elder Eben's birthday. How many people called you or texted you or said something? So many people. That so many. I was so blessed. So many. I could... Uncountable. Some people's birthday will pass like nothing has happened. It's like nobody was born on that day. Even you now, you don't celebrate yourself. Even. Oh, Charlie. So there are benefits for you. We know that human beings are by nature selfish. Human beings are selfish, naturally speaking. Is it true? Yeah. Everybody thinks about themselves in a certain way. Yes, that's how human beings are. So when, when human beings know that something will bring them benefit, they do it. 
That's why we preach on the 10 benefits of a cell. So now you know that it is beneficial to me as a person. Hallelujah. So today I want to show you what happens in a cell, especially in a cell meeting. Okay? So components of a cell meeting. Number one. Number one. Anakazo. Bayazo. And Anedea. Anakazo is spelled A-N-A-J-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. A-N-A-J-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. Bayazo is spelled B-I-A-Z-O. Anadea is spelled A-N-A-D-E-I-A. Anakazo, Bayazo, and Anadea is the first component of a cell meeting. Are you in a church? Go to Luke. Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Nakazo is, from, is a Greek word. Go back, please. Anakazo is a Greek word for the word compel. The word compel has the Greek word anakazo. And it means to force, eh? to compel. What does it mean to compel somebody? Any dictionary around? To compel, to push, to edge, hmm? to encourage, to force. Anybody compel? Azali. To bring about something by the use of force or pressure. So we are talking about force, pressure. In a, in a cell meeting, eh, something, this particular thing happens. It's called anakazo. You, you learn to force, you have to force people. Give people pressure. To attend your meeting. You must force people to come for the service. Hey! You like what I'm saying? If you are not forceful about what you are doing, just imagine you started a company and you are, you are hiding in a corner. Who will, come for, who will come for your things? You are not posting anything about your company. You are not showing your goods. You are not doing anything. You are selling shoes. You are not seeing the shoes. When we come, we saw a poster. Is it Healthy Eats? Healthy Eats. We saw a poster. Healthy Eats. My wife said, ah, I want to find out that particular restaurant. I want to find it out. You see, they are being forceful by bringing an advert, doing adverts around. Talking about what they are doing, doing posters, something. Trying to force us and compel us. Press certain uh, 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 buttons in our stomach and in our taste buds to make sure we come and get their, their goods. Are you in the church? So in a, in a, in a, in a cell, you must have an akazo happening. Okay? We must compel people to come into the kingdom. So all the cell members go out. It is something that happens in a cell. We must go out. Let me read this to you. The idea is to offer a quick, loving, but firm and forceful invitation to those in the immediate community to attend the cell meetings, targeting especially sinners. 
Did you hear what I said? The idea is to what? Offer a quick, loving, but firm and forceful invitation to those in the immediate community to attend the cell meetings. Targeting especially sinners. So before the cell meeting starts, the cell leader must lead the members to do 15 to 20 minutes and a castle. So all the members, all of us are going out into, into our environment. And we are going to bring people to come for the meeting. The meeting is going to take place. If the meeting is starting at 6 o'clock, 5.30, we are all together. We pray shortly and then we go out. What are we going out for? We are going to bring some people to our meeting, which is going to last for one hour from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Hey! Are you what I'm talking about? It's a major component of a cell. And a castle. Hmm? Can you do that? One day we came to church. We were at Asafo Church. We came to church and we're few there. I said, everybody go out. We are going to bring people. I don't know if you remember. Long ago. All of us got downstairs. All of us went out and we brought people in. The place was full. Anakazo. Gentle but forceful. Oh, I, I, we have a meeting. Can you come and can you come and be in it? I want you to be part of this meeting. It is just for one hour. Just one hour. By the time you do this and come, it's, it's, we are done. Let's go. Ask anybody, can you do it? The Holy Spirit is in your life. You can do it. Say, I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Okay? It is actually very, very useful when the cell starts fresh. Because you are, you are looking for people to join you. Maybe in your cell, you are just two. You and your leader. You the member and your leader. You are just two. If you are going to be there alone and do your cell, nobody will come. You must go out. You pass here, you pass here. Bring two. I'm bringing two. Our first meeting can have six people, including us in that meeting. And then Sunday, we are bringing them to church. After the meeting, so Sunday, we want to take you to church. The next word was what? Bias, all right? Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. The word take it by force is biazo. That's a Greek word, biazo. Take it by force. If you are not forceful about the thing, it's not going to work. Hmm? You have, to be, you have to force people. You have to compel people. You have to be forceful, or else nothing will happen. If you are not forceful, your cell will never grow. It will never grow. People would rather believing than joining. So you have to be forceful. He says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. By force. Some force must be applied. You cannot move an object from one point to another through a distance without applying force. What is force? What is force? You are behaving as though you didn't go to school. What is force? A push or a pull. That's a simple definition. Give us a proper definition. The one with distance and mass inside. Uh -huh. That definition is the one I'm looking at. Mass what? Mass times what? Mass times acceleration. Is it, is it mass times distance? 
What is velocity? <laughs> you see, mechanical engineers and petrochemical engineers, this is body out. You forgot it. What is force? Pressure over area. That is a complicated definition. The simple one. What is force? Dictionary definition, huh? Strength or energy as an attribute of physical action or movement. <laughs> so what is the scientific definition? You forgot it. Pressure of area. Pressure of area. Yours was correct. It's what? What did you say? Mass times acceleration is true. Which one is? Ah, okay. <laughs> MA. F is equal to MA. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey! You see, we learn some of these things and we never use it in our lives. But we forgot it. Hallelujah. Like applying some kind of strength or energy to make things happen. Do you, do you see what I'm talking about? If you're going to be very cool and calm about it, it's not going to work. For yourself to work, you must apply some kind of force to make things work. From next Sunday, we are, we are embarking on our eight Sundays of multiplication, isn't it? Yes. And all of us, everybody, we want to double, we want to more than double our number, our current number. And everybody is going to have uh, the assignment of making sure one person is in the house of God for the next eight weeks. Each one bring one. All of us are bringing one person. Is it a good thing? Now, your one will not come by saying, oh, I want you to be in church on Monday, on Sunday. You tell the person on Monday that I want you to be in church on Sunday. Will you come with me? Then the person will say yes. Okay. So, see you on Sunday. And then you wait till Sunday morning, 8.45, and call the person. I'm recording to tell you, we are going for the service, so I'm meeting you somewhere where we go. The person will say, okay, I've heard. See you soon. The person will cut the call. You call back at nine. That I'm at the place waiting for you. But when you call, there's no, the phone is off. Or there's no answer. Have you done some before? Ask me, but have you done some before? Have you done some before? Or has, have they done some to you before? So you have not done some before, but they have done some to you before. You don't, if you are going to do like, if you, no, you can't, you can't bring anybody to the house of God. You must call the person on Monday and call the person on Tuesday and let the person know, I'll be picking you up on Sunday. Wednesday, you visit the person. Let the person know, Sunday we are going. It's very powerful service. I want you to be around. I want you to be in that service. You are going to be there. Friday, you are, you are, you are calling. Thursday, you are calling. Friday, you are calling. Saturday, you are in his house again. You show him the location. You can take him out of his house and go and show him the location. I'll pick you up from here. At this spot, you mark the place with X. X point X. I'm picking you up from point X at 8.30. Have you heard? Sunday morning, 7 a.m., you have called him again. Are you up? Go and take a shower. If, if I'll, I'll come and iron for you. So I'm coming to your house to come and iron for you. For free. If you don't have water, you'll be surprised that it is only in the house of God, like going to the house of God, that brings a lot of the craziest of excuses in life. This morning, somebody says she doesn't have deodorant, so she won't come to church. 
Can you imagine? She doesn't have deodorant, so she won't come to church. Was there a lady? She has smelled bad. She has been smelling bad for many years, but today, for one day. You said you give her some. Actually, see, she said that deodorant and the pomade is with a friend. So I said, okay, she should come to my house. I'll give her deodorant, even dress. She said, oh, Pastor, can we make it next two weeks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why, why do we have all these excuses? Hmm? Why, why do, who, who has another, you have another story? Anybody with another story? You have a story? Come, come and tell us. Did it happen today? It happened some time ago. Come and tell us. I'm interested. So, one person told me that he's washed all his clothes so he can't come. Another said he doesn't have a belt to wear with his trousers so he can't come. No belt, so he can't come. The first one said he has washed all his clothes, so he can't come. I, it's, it's as though we are coming to kill them in the house of God. Yeah. It should show you that there's a certain force that resists the power of God from showing forth in people's lives. Yeah. It should, it should, it should let you know. That is why you must pray in the cell. Before you go out, you must pray. It's one of the things I'm going to tell you about. We must, if we don't pray, a lot of excuses, unnecessary, foolish things, so many. Even with the prayer, they are giving excuses. How much more you are not praying? If you are not praying, you are, you are in trouble. So I will tell you, I'm having my message, so I can't be in church. Plenty. I'm, you are in your message, so you can't move. Meanwhile, you go everywhere with your message. Everywhere. The person goes to work. Work, you will go. Everywhere you will go. But when it comes to church... Mm. I have cramps. I wash on Sundays. This one, we saw, we saw someone going for a jog when we come to church. He's going for a jog on Sunday morning. And I think he was listening to some song. He had some earbuds. And he was moving like this. Like he's a guy. I tell you. So if, if, if we are not forceful, if we don't compare, we can't achieve what God wants us to achieve. It is God's vision. And God is at work to help us make things work. The Holy Spirit is working to make things work. As we talk on the outside, you talk on the inside. The Holy Spirit is a witness. Okay? He's the actual witness. John chapter 15, verse 26. Look at John 15, 26. Excuses. You'll be surprised. Someone will tell you, oh, my mother just called me for a meeting. He's lying. Lies. People have jumped walls. Eh? Someone, someone came to pick somebody to church. So he saw the person. He said, oh, I'm here to pick you up. He said, okay, I'm coming. He saw him in the front of the house. He, like, he entered the house. He was inside the compound. He said, so I've come. Let's go. Like I said, oh, I'll be back. I'll be back. Went into the house. Used the kitchen door. Exited and jumped the wall. Yes, and left. And this gentleman was standing at the front of the house, waiting for him for about 20 minutes. When he realized that he was not coming, he went to check. When he asked the, the people, they said, oh, he has jumped the hole, he has gone. Yes. 
Church, it's as though you are going to kill the person, like something bad is going to happen to them. Why is it like that? Church. It's as though we'll kill you here. Are we killing you? Ask your neighbor, are we killing you? What are we doing to you? We are helping you with the word of God. The devil is working in people. You'll be surprised. He's called the spirit of disobedience. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Or you, you didn't come to... Listen, from next week, I'll preach very differently. You don't have to bear with these kind of preachings again for another few months. Yes, next week, I'll preach very nice. you see me in different clothing. I'll be preaching. I'll be excited. You'll be jumping. And, but that's why I'm teaching you that you have to be faithful, Or else nobody will come for yourself. Nobody will follow you to church. You're one. Forget about it. By the end of the two weeks, you realize you don't have the one. You have to be forceful. Yeah. You must use threats, even threats. Tell the person something. I will stop praying for you. I will give you up to the skies. Hey! It says, I knew how so quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. These people are dead in trespasses and sins. There are people who say they are Christians, but then they are dead. Dead Christians. They don't know Jesus. Jesus is not their Lord. So even though they are around, they go to a certain church, they don't, there's nothing they are learning, there's nothing they are picking up, there's no, they, they are clueless. Clueless. Some of you are here, you were like that by, by God's grace. Right now you have changed, you realize you know, you know what Christianity is about. Nobody can deceive you anymore. But there are a lot of people who can be deceived easily, Christians. Oh, before long the person will tell you he's a Hebrew. Yeah. There's someone we know who says he's a Hebrew. He's not a Hebrew. He was a Christian. Going to Church of Pentecost now, he says he's a Hebrew. He's, he's Jewish. Black man. His face is blacker than mine. Blacker than Mr. Papo's own. Black. He says he's a Jew. And that's uh, what? Some foolish things be like that. He was a Christian. Last week, one of our brothers was telling me about his brother who has become a Muslim now. He's changed, he says he's a Muslim. Because there's no real pastoral care going on in the, in the church, in, in the country. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. No real pastoral care, no real teaching. No real, like, real helping the people to know what the, the word of God says so that they can help themselves. Every time, prophetic something. Every time, something. Oh, it's like prayer. Let's pray. And the prayer, it has nothing to do with what God wants them to pray about. They are praying their own prayer. Killing people and doing all kinds of killing spirits. Meanwhile, spirits do not die. Your prayer does not change the will of God. Prayer does not change the will of God. Your prayer can only assist the will of God to come to pass. It cannot change the will of God. Are you listening to me? That is why you pray in line with God's word. Because God, God's word is his will. If you can pray about, if God was answering every prayer, like all our family members would be dead, including you. Because someone does not like you and has prayed about you. Lord, kill that lady for me. Kill my cousin for me. Because he feels that you are taking his glory. Yeah. Your glory, no, where is it that I'm taking? I'm not lucky with glory. Someone prophesied to somebody close to me and said that your glory has been locked in a certain room in your mother's village. I said, hey, then you have a long journey. 
You have a very long journey, I tell you. And you have seen quickened or made alive who are dead in trespass and sins. Next verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked, you, he says you, those Christians, he says you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So there's a spirit that works in people. That makes them do the things they do. That's why you must pray for them and be forceful. The Holy Spirit must work and then you must also be forceful. If you leave it to the skies, nothing will happen. You have to move. You have to do something. You have to make some calls. Do you see what I'm talking about? Your phone, your phone must call some people. Make them come into the house of God. Hello? Hallelujah. You must be forceful. The violent take it by force. If we are going to fill this place, we must be violent. Hey! Spiritual, I'm not saying when, when you go and they say, do not come to church, you remove your shirt. And then you say, my friend, you are going. You are going. You are not, no, you, no, it's not kickboxing. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, be, let it be difficult for them to win. Make it difficult for them to win over you. Yeah, make it, uh, come, uh, how do I even say, overcome every excuse. Overcome every excuse. When they say they don't have water, I tell them I'll buy you water right now. They say I don't have this, I'll do it for you. They don't, I'll do it for you. Hey! Do you understand what I'm saying? Or else you're one, no, it will not happen. Your cell will not grow. You will not go where you're supposed to go. The next word is in Luke chapter 11, verse 8. Luke 11, verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. The Greek word for the word importunity is a word anadea, and it means shameless. Shameless. Say shameless. Shamelessness. So Anadea means shamelessness. Okay? Jesus was talking about a story of a man who uh, received a visitor in his house at dawn, in the night. And he didn't have any food for the person. The guy was feeling hungry and he didn't have any food for the person. So at 1 a.m. he stood up and went to his neighbor's house and went to knock. That I've had a visitor come into my house, but I don't have food. Can you give me some food, bread for him? Yeah. He said, I, I, I want you to give me some food. Can you kindly rise up and give me my food? The guy said, listen, I'm in bed with my children and my wife, everything. I can't rise up to give you. Then Jesus said, listen, because I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything because he's a friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. If he doesn't want to give it to him, but it is shame, it's shameful to go to knock your, your neighbor's door at 1 a.m. What are you looking for? Bread. If it were a hospital case, it would have been okay. But you are looking for bread. What is bread? Bread. Your visitor has come. For your, not even for your, for your visitor. It is shameful to do that, isn't it? He says, Jesus said that if the guy may not rise because he's a friend, he's his friend. But because of the guy, he will think about the guy's shame, shamelessness. People are not ashamed to do things. People are drinking alomo bitters and partial bitters. And every kind of bitches, and they are advertising it and doing all kinds of things about it. Parties, wild parties. Do you know what? Wild party, naked party. 
Pool parties. Beggars parties. Do you know beggars parties? The party as you are entering, you know that you will not return the same. They are going to sleep with you before you come back. About three boys will have sex with you, three some, before you come back. Hey! You see, when I said three some, it's like you don't know what I'm talking about. The Lord is watching you. You are making me feel like I'm a bad person. You know. You know they, they are entering and they are publicly advertising the party. Shameless. You see people passing condoms around. Yeah, punch with we. They have done punch in the, in the party. It's, it's we punch. You know it. Everybody knows it. And you are drinking and everything is fine. Wow. Sinners are shameless. They make, you see, LGBTQILGHFR, XII people are trying to make us accept their way of life. They are shameless about it. I put my pee-pee in bottoms and I like it and I'm proud of it. I am gay. Yay. Gay pride. Such nonsense. Hey. Do you like my message or I don't like my message? We who have Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, must not be ashamed about what we carry. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. There's a book in the Bible called the book of Romans. It shows you the romance of God to, to creation. Romans chapter 1 verse 6, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. That is what will bring salvation to everyone that believes it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So you must be shameless. Wake the person up. Call the person. Be in the person's house. It's like, ah, why have you come at this time? I don't want you to swear me. That's why I've come. Let the person know that you are afraid of him swerving you. Hey. Am I preaching to you? I don't want you to miss the service. I don't want you to miss the house of God. I want you to be around. You see, the, the funny, the amazing thing is that people grow with consistency. Consistency is the key to growth. You can't eat today, or you can't, you didn't eat when you were five, and then you stopped eating. So you turn 15. You won't turn 15, my brother, you will die. You must eat breakfast, lunch, supper. And some things in between. Some people eat between 12 a.m. and 2 a.m. Or they can't sleep. Is it true? As we are fasting like this, some of, some, some of us. Eh? We break our fast. 6 o'clock. Pop, 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 pop. Then we wait till 10 p.m. Then we start. We are now coming to eat. Yeah. Wow. Is it true? So in this church, I've made us fast. And I'll say, no eating af after nine. I, I do remember. By nine, the fast breaks at six to eight. Six to eight. Eat all you can eat at that time. After that, we are done. We are continuing to the following day, 6 p.m. Hey! That was when we realized people could slim up. People could not slim. Like we are fasting and people could not slim up. We are doing fasting, but they are not slimming. They are still maintaining their size. Because after the fast, Banku is here. Fufu is here. Rice water is here. <laughs> we could take somewhere, I tell you. Is it true? Consistency is what ensures growth. 
So someone, if you want someone to grow in the Lord or someone to be in the house of God, you must be consistent with the person. The person has to be in the house of God consistently. The person needs to be planted in the house of God to be watered and to be helped continuously, fed continuously. Are you what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what makes the difference. If you come to church today and you don't come tomorrow, and then you come after three days, after, after three weeks, and you come after one year, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not going to forget about it. Nothing, you will not bear fruit. You will not bear fruit. Very soon you start, you will start accusing us. You start accusing church, you start accusing God, you start accusing the man of God, you start accusing everybody. You start talking about tight. And a tight, whatever, why is it that the pastors are talking about tight? If we don't talk about it, we can't do the things we are doing. Yeah? Nobody's shopping your tight for anything. You should know that, you should know. Huh? Slap your neighbor and say you should know such things. Hallelujah. Wow. Am I preaching to you? It's a component. These are components of a cell meeting. If we are going to have the cell meeting, we must go out and bring people shamelessly. Let the person know, let's, let, let's go for the meeting for one hour. We'll be, we'll, you, you go, nah. So my mother sent me, don't worry, come. Come for the meeting. After you can tell your mother something, something happened. That's why you couldn't come. Hey! Do you like my message? His shamelessness. It is this powerful combination of human and divine forces. Hmm? The Holy Spirit and our action, our action, we doing these things. It is the combined force. It's the powerful combination of human and divine forces that ensure that thousands of cell members gather. Hmm? Yeah, and come to the house of God. If you say you are depending on the Holy Spirit alone, it doesn't work alone. It works with people. I was going to show you that in John chapter, chapter 15, verse 26. John 15, 26. Are you a sheep? Are you the sheep of God's pasture? Yeah, you are the sheep of God. We are all the sheep of God's pasture. And we have a calling. We have a responsibility of giving birth to more sheep. I see this place failed. Can you see it? Ask your neighbor, can you see it? Your husband is part. Tell your neighbor, your husband is part. Your wife is part. Your children are also part. Your business partners are part. Yeah. Your friends are part. Your family members are part. Or what do you think about what I'm saying? All over. And I see your car parked out there. We are buying the land opposite us for car park. That's for car park. We are buying a big land for car park. So that you, I'm thinking about your car. I've seen a vision about your car. Yeah. Hey. And it's not a saloon car, a four by four. Yeah. Hey. Church members will be church members. Will. I tell you. You don't like the Nakazo. By car. Hey! Receive your car now. I like you people. You are too wonderful. You are the best, I tell you. Hallelujah. You'll be doing your wedding here. You too, you'll be naming your child here, I tell you. And, um, it will happen practically in your life. But it all starts with church growth. You must make sure the church grows. That is, the, that is it. The church must grow. 
as the church grows, you will not lack a husband. There are several people who, who want their husbands to the Lord. Several. This one, their wife won him. This one, the wife won him. Yeah. Won him to the Lord. And now they are married. Oh, several people. So many people. The, the wife wins him. I mean, what, what happened to you like this? Your wife, his wife was serious with God. He was not serious. It's true, it's true, it's true. He followed bottoms to church. And now he's a man of God. He's a pastor. He's a reverend. He's anointed by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. He's a follower. <laughs> but when the comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. The Holy Spirit is the first testifier of Jesus Christ. But he doesn't do it alone. Next verse. And so, and ye also shall bear witness or shall testify of me because you have been with me from the beginning. So it's the Holy Ghost and us. The Holy Spirit does the spiritual side. We pray, he does the spiritual side. Then we go physically to make sure the physical things are done for people to be in the church. To make a way for people to be in the church. We must be there physically to push people to the buses. We must be there physically to make sure they are, they are around. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, or else nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. This country will not change. Maybe the one you are bringing to the house of God is the next president of this country. Or the next minister for education. Or the next headmaster for the school your child is going to go to. If you don't save him today, he'll be a homosexual and he will use your child. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening to people, I tell you. Yeah? It's happening to people. It is your son who will pick out. Your son. Yeah, you'll be surprised. I took somebody to school, secondary school. The one I handed him over to, this is a boy's school, the one I handed him over to was a homosexual. The one I handed him over directly to, you know who I'm talking about, was a homosexual. And later on, it was found out he was sacked from the school, but he didn't touch my boy. He didn't touch my boy. Yeah, and my, but my boy's buttons were big, big, big. He looks like a girl. Looks like a girl. Big, big buttons. But he didn't touch him. He touched other people's children. Not my child. Because, Charlie, we are praying. Lord! Amen. Because they can change you, your child that you have raised. And you are giving good morals to everything. You go to secondary school, that will be the end of his life. Yeah, finished. Finish. Have you heard people kidnapping people now? They are kidnapping people all over the place. All over the place. The president is not saying anything. The government is not saying anything. Hey! Kidnapping. And they are all ladies. Ladies and children. Yeah. If we don't bring salvation to the doors of people, eh? Those same people will kill our children that we are protecting and using, going to work and doing everything, raising and spending money. One day, one day, all of that will go to smoke. Yeah. So you, this is very important. What I'm telling you is very important. Yes. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm telling you? Speak in terms for two seconds.
Hallelujah. The next point. Components of a cell meeting, right? Number one is what? Anakazo, Bayazo, Anadea. Do you know what they mean? Beautiful. So you do that for like 15 to 20 minutes for a cell to start, before a cell starts. Like I told you, if the cell is starting at 7, you start, you go at 6.30. You meet 6.30, you pray. Then you go out to bring some people. Target one or two people, bring them to the meeting. The purpose is to bring them. You are bringing them to the meeting. To be a part of it, especially when the cell starts. You will not go, if you go and you go and sit down and then you pray. And then you do your Bible study and go. You are not doing cell meeting. Nobody will come on with you on Sunday. But when you go and you do this, you will get more people. You will get new contacts that you can work on during the week and b- compel them some more to come on Sunday. You compel them on Tuesday, you compel them on, on Saturday, they are in the house of God. That's how we are going to grow. Are you a child of God? Do you obey the Lord's commands? Do you follow the Lord's rules? Then that's what I'm telling you. Don't sit down and behave like you know more than Jesus Christ or you know more than God. Hmm? There are people, there are children of God who have that. You are not growing. That's why you are behaving like that. If you are growing, you will think differently. If you are growing, you will think differently. You will know that the most important thing in this life is what we are talking about, not something else. You will know. You will not say, I'm trying to build my church. I'm trying to, I'm using you to build my church. The church is not mine. Do you see my name? My picture is here, but my, it's, not, it's not for me. It's for Jesus Christ. Do you understand? I'm not trying to be famous. If I were trying to be famous, you would see my poster everywhere in the streets. We don't even have a signboard, but we'll put it up anyways. But we don't have one. We've been here for two years. We don't have a signboard. It's difficult getting here. It's intentional. It's people who really want to come that will come. Wow. We are not trying to become something. When I fall dead and go, I'm gone. I'm gone. And I'll go and give account for my life to Jesus. I'm trying to assist you to also give account of your life to Jesus at the end of the day. That is why I'm talking to you the way I'm talking to you. So push it out of your mind. It is a thought from the devil that, oh, they are trying to use us to build their church. I'm not trying to use you to build my church. It is Jesus' church. Jesus said, I will build my church. It is his church. And we are all building it together. Give the Lord a shout if you like what I'm saying. Yeah, even the children are shouting. Wow. Number two. Components of a cell meeting. A short opening prayer. Short. One minute. So after everybody comes, it's not now that you are coming to start. Emo no modo. Shall we lift up our voice? These are new people who have come. They don't know a monomono. You are not going to spend 15 minutes as an introduction to your cell meeting. Just a short prayer meeting. You understand? Short. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here in Jesus' name. Thank you that this meeting is powerful. It blesses all of us. Changes our lives. Thank you that miracles, signs, and wonders happen in this place. Thank you that your children's hearts are changed and transfigured by your word, even in Jesus' name. Amen. After that, then we share the word. Okay? There's a short worship too. So, we do a short opening prayer. Not more than three minutes. 
Number three, number three component of a cell meeting is praise and worship. Just for five minutes. Praise and worship. And you don't sing strange songs. Strange songs. Pastor Marilyn, can you sing a strange song for us? Sing a song that is easy. Everybody can understand. Dana say, Dana say, Oh, every say, hold on, I'll let you sing the weird one. Every say, oh yeah. Everybody knows how to sing, innit? I thought you knew how to sing, but you don't know how to sing it. So sing with me. Na na do so my then you sing some praises. Praising the Lord always. Yeah. Praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord, Lord, Lord with all your heart. Praising the Lord with all your heart always. Praising the Lord, 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 oh. You and your cell leader, you are just jump, jumping. Hey. Oh, we praising the Lord, 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 with all your heart. Praising the Lord with all your heart, always. The Lord is good, the Lord is good. Hey. Hey. Let there be some excitement in yourself. Five minutes, you are done. Then everybody sits down. Then you do the next thing. Bible study. The word of God comes for 30 minutes. I sing it. Teaching on the word. 30 minutes. Don't go beyond 30 minutes. Remember, maybe someone's going to buy salt. And you brought the person. You compelled the person to come for the meeting. You are not coming to teach for two hours. If you realize, you are a cell member, you realize your cell leader is going beyond 30 minutes, start changing your face. Start changing your face for him to know that, my friend, you are not doing the right thing. It's just 30 minutes. 25 to 30 minutes we are done. There's a Bible study outline that will be given. It's ready to come out to you. Okay? So that you don't talk too much. Then after that, you lead them, after the prayer, after the word, you lead them in a congregational prayer meeting. People like prayer. Ghanaians like prayer, especially Ghanaians. If you organize a word meeting, they will not come. If you like, organize a prayer meeting and say that we are killing all our enemies. You'll be surprised at the number of people who will be in the service. Everybody should come with a cutlass. You'll be surprised that people will come with cutlass and a machine gun. Pay. Pay, pay. You hear? Pay, pay. Pay, pay. You wonder what's going on. They are killing their enemies. So we lead, you lead a 50-minute prayer. That is when you can speak in the tongues. Okay? Yes. They are new, but because you've taught them in the word of God, you realize that they have settled. Then you can lead them in prayer. A short time of prayer. 15 minutes. What are we praying for? Three basic things that we are praying for. We are praying for them. So you lift the prayer topic. Father, we are praying for your children who are here today. We are praying for their success. We are praying for their well-being. We are praying for their health, their safety in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then everybody prays. Five minutes for them. For all the cell members, all those who are there. Then you, pray, you spend another five minutes praying for the local church, for your church. Or for churches around. Then the third one, so five minutes for that, another five minutes for prayer for the community you are in. 
You pray for the community. No, no kidnappings in the community. No thieves in the community. No killers in the community. No child to be lost from this community. Nothing bad will happen in this community. Success for this community in the name of the Lord. Pray for the community. Is it a good thing? Yeah. These five topics. These three topics. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. For the members, those who are there, for the church that you are, you, that has brought the place, the thing there, you pray for love economy church. You pray for the church, the body of Christ in that particular locality. Then you pray for the community that you are in. You break the power of the devil over the community so that people in the community will respond to the word of God that you are preaching, will respond to the cell that you have brought to the place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number six. The sixth thing you do is that you take offerings. So offerings must be taken at the cell level. Hmm? Take an offering. But you leave this one out for the first two weeks so that nobody thinks that you are there for money. The guy, you just met the guy at the corner and you brought him. Now you come take offering from him. He will say, hey, what is this? This is why they're trying to get money from us. For the longest time when we started this church, we were not taking offering. There were no offerings in this church for almost a year. Yes, almost a year. And God told me, you are no wiser than me. Start taking offerings. And we started taking offerings. So you must take offerings. What are those offerings used for? Those offerings that you take, but like I said, you take it after two weeks. So after two weeks from now, you can start taking offerings. Those offerings are going to be used to bus the people in the cell to church on Sundays. Have you noticed that every Sunday buses come here? Oh, have you noticed? We always bring buses to church. Universities are on holiday, right? Have universities vacated? Everybody has vacated. They will come back 4th October. Another batch will come back 4th October. UPS will come 4th October. Legon will come when? The next batch, when? Next week going. Normally when they're around, you see a lot, you see more buses here. So this is without students. We have students, we have a lot of students. If they are here, you have a lot of us here. Bussing is part of the ministry. You must make as a way of making it easy for people to be in the house of God. Tell me about bussing. It's important. Say it again. So we take the offerings for that, right? Yeah, so that we can bus them easily on Sunday morning. And Sunday morning, you rise up to be a part of the gathering because it's a major time to gather people into the house of God. If we don't do it, nothing will happen. You must be practical. Being practical is the key to life. It's wisdom. You can pray your head out for prosperity. If you don't get down to the job, forget it. Money will not drop from the sky. The Lord blessed Abraham's the work of his hands. He blessed his hands. Abraham became the largest cattle rearer. He, he had monopoly over cattle rearing and sheep rearing in his time. Everybody was buying from him. Isaac planted and he received. So you can pray to you that they can bless you. And bless you and say things over your life. If you don't work, you will not eat. It is in the Bible. No contribution, no chop is in the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 12. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. Go, go to verse 11. It's 11 to 12. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands. As we commanded you, to work with your own hands. 
Eh? As we commanded you. Next verse. So that you may, you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have lack of nothing. There's one in Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Acts 20, 32. 34. Go to 34. 33 to 34. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or, or apparel. This is Paul talking. He says, I have not coveted any man's silver, gold, or apparel. So if you are lazy, you, 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 are, you are going to be, you'll be surprised. If you are lazy, you'll be surprised. I work hard. I'm fasting. I'm preaching. I'm fasting. I do camps. Well, I was fasting. You understand? I'm traveling tomorrow. Going for a camp till Friday. Now come back. I'm work, I'm always working. And I'm, you, you are fasting. You are sleeping. You can't move. I'm fasting. I'm moving. I'm preaching. Talking to people. Different people at different times. That's my work. I must do it. Sometimes in a week, I would have preached about 30 hours. Preach here, preach here, preach here, preach here. Preach so many. You are not the only people I preach to. I preach to different groups at different times. Wow. Yeah. So my work pays me. The Lord pays me. The one I work for pays me. He blesses me. So you too, you must work. If you are not working, you, you be practical. Yeah, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessity and to them that are with me. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse, verse what? Verse 7. 6 and 7. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which you received of us. Next verse. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Next verse. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing. But wrought with labor and travel. We worked with labor and travel night and day. That we might not be chargeable to any of you. Next verse. Not because we have not power. But to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Have you seen it? So it says you must work. Verse 10. 10. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. No contributing, no chop. NC, NC. No contribution, no chop. Verse 12. Go to verse 12. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. So you can receive all the blessing. I receive it. The blessing, listen, the blessing is different from the effects of the blessing. The blessing is a word that we speak over your life. Okay? It says, and the first of all, the first of all things, and every oblation of all, of every sort of your oblation, shall, you be, shall, shall be the priest. You shall also give unto the priest the first of your dough. Then it says, that he may cause a blessing to rest in thine house. The priest will cause a blessing to rest in your house. When you give to the priest, it says he causes the blessing to rest in your house. Have you seen it? Now, what is the blessing? The blessing is the words the priest spoke upon your life. The words is a blessing. When Jake, Joseph was Jacob was leaving his father's house, he left with a stick and a bottle of water. That was all he left with, physically speaking. But he had received the blessing of the firstborn. The, the birthright. He had received the blessing. How did he receive the blessing? Words. His father spoke over him. 
His father smelled him and said, the smell of my son is us. Then he started blessing him. When we give our offerings, it goes up to God as a sweet-smelling savor. When he smells it, then he starts blessing us. Now, as he blesses, he blesses with words. Then, as you work, the blessings start showing up. The effects of the blessings start showing up. Joseph was blessed, but it was not seen until he started working in Potiphar's house. When he worked, they started, he started, Bible says he was prosperous in everything he did. The Lord blessed everything that he did with his hands. So it's important you work. Don't tell me there's no job. There's a there's job. Create it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Create, do something. If you do buy and selling, you will get something. There was a young man who came to see me. He was crying about a job. And I told him, I'm seeing credit cards. I saw MTN and Vodafone, red and yellow, around his neck. And I told him, go and sell credit cards. Did I say credit card? Recharge cards. Yes. Why can't you sell Richard cards? Buy and sell. You are a graduate. I have a friend who is a graduate who has made millions from buying and selling credit cards. I'm not like he's a tech. He has so many outlets in Kumasi now. He was a year ahead of me, rather. A year ahead of me. He's made so much by selling credit Richard cards. I travel outside and do the job for call me now here. You didn't hear. She says, we travel outside this country and go and do those, those jobs we call menial here in a brochure. You should see people rising up at 3 a.m. to go to work. In London, in, in a coach. They are moving like this. But they will go. And they will go and work for a few pounds. Few pounds, small pounds, small something. Oh, people are cleaning people's mother's bottoms and everything. Pampers with poo-poo, everything. Changing diapers. I'm not like, it's the truth. You will not do here, that's here. But you will do that out abroad. Why don't you create something with this, your brain that God has given to you? Why don't you get some nurses together and tell them, this is, what, this is the business we are going to do. You go here, you go here, you go here. I'm your manager. How difficult is that? Never say there's nothing to do. Never say there's nothing to do. You have not thought about it. Someone is selling rubbish and he's making money. See, I refuse to be foolish. See, I'm wise. I'm wise. Let God direct you. That's what you need. Just let God direct you. Don't just, if you are applying to the places, people are applying to service for the service uh, jobs, eh? immigration, police, what, uh, 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 prisons, listen, what, customs. Do you know the number of people are applying? Thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands of people. It's not a small thing. Plenty. If applying, you don't get, what do you do? What do you do? What you do? Do something. Be practical. Tell you about be practical. Am I preaching to you? Be practical. Get to the job. Rise up. Do something. There's no money. We are aware there's no money. But you have something called family and friends. Family and friends can help you with money that you don't need to pay back. If you blow it, it's up to you. You tell them, I'm trying to do this. Can you send me a thousand? I'm you can raise five thousand very easily. Two years ago, we were doing CISO conference. We said, raise money from your people. People raised five thousand, ten thousand from their family and friends. 
Why can't you do the same? Send them a message. I'm trying to do this. Can you help me? You'll be surprised that someone will send you a thousand. And then I'll send you two hundred. And I'll send you five hundred. You put it together, you realize I have ten thousand. What can you do with ten thousand? That's almost two thousand dollars. You can do something with it. You can do something with it. With the Holy Ghost in you, in you, you will multiply. I was being told by a young man who started a company. It's right here from Ghana, this Ghana, this our Ghana. He started a company that sells oil. So he will import. He went to the UK for uh, whatever, for whilst he was, he was in university. He had the opportunity to go to university. So exchange. He went for a year. Made some contacts and came back. And those contacts were sending him oil. They were sending barrels of fuel processed fuel to, to supply. And he started supplying to people, to small, small shell sta- filling stations. Right now, his creditors, the people who are owing, owing him, are up to the tune of $140 million in this country. He started in this country. That's the amount people are owing him. Not the amount he's running the company with. The amount, and he's just 30, 37 or 38. 38 years old. Yes. The, his creditors are up to $140 million from this country. Hey, the money is here. Oh, stop saying that. The best. So look at the Chinese people who are, in, who are in the system. They keep coming. You dare be there. They are doing the million things that nobody wants to do. They don't care. They'll do it. Before long, they are making it. No. I saw a Chinese man come here with slippers. Now he's a millionaire. He was here with slippers. He came with slippers. Now he's a millionaire. Not long. Not too many years. Maybe it's now 10 years. So never say there's nothing. You have the Holy Ghost in you. You have the Holy Ghost in you. Be practical. Hmm? So that you see the effects of the blessing of God. Without touching something, you will not see the effects of the blessing. You are blessed, but there's no effect. The car is an effect. The house is an effect. All the things you are doing, it's, 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 it's the effect of the blessing. But if you don't do anything, forget it. You can sell jewelry. Start from somewhere. With the Holy Ghost, the most important thing is that you have the Holy Spirit in your life who will guide you and teach you and tell you things. Sell this one. Sell bags. Yes, I was telling somebody, why don't you add bags and, and shirts and skirts to what you are, you are selling? Add it to it and do something. Try. I told you, I'll give you money for it. If you, if you need money, I'll give you money. I'll give you 2000 to do it. Add, add up to your money. Yeah. Be practical. Tell anybody be practical. Stop behaving like you are, you are, uh, you are, you are sitting on gold. You are not. Do something. Hmm? Hey. Are you angry with me? Number seven. Discuss problems and needs of the cell members. We ask the people, do you need anything that we can help you with? Some people will tell you, we need prayer. Pray with them. Oh, tell, tell you, oh, I need money for this. Tell the person, this will don't distribute money. I can pray in faith for you for money to come. Momo, Alette will come to you. Do you understand? Yeah. Then breaking of bread. Sharing simple meals together causes a strong bond to be formed in yourself. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? So these are some of the components of a good cell meeting. If these things are happening in the cell, it means that the cell is going to work. Okay, you share communion, small communion, yes, some biscuits and some drinks, it's fine. You can do, uh, what's it called? Jolly juice. Share jolly juice, one cup, one cup. Sobolo, coconut water, 
Just something small for communion with biscuits. Now you pray over it. It gives everybody some. They all enjoy. That communion brings strength. You explain that communion brings strength. And then you are going. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.